Hi everyone, welcome to Lola's Frugal Life. This is episode number 108. And today we're gonna to be talking about using sinking funds to stay on budget. So please stick around for a few quick words from our sponsor and we'll get right into the show. Okay everyone, so today I wanted to talk about sinking funds. I know I've talked about this before in as like parts of other episodes and I did, I did do an episode, uh, it's gotta be at least several months ago, like maybe even like four months ago, I don't remember on sinking funds, um, but it's something that I wanna do periodically because I think it's really important to rethink about um, or just to introduce to people who aren't familiar because it's been such a huge help and um, I think it's really important to think about your sinking funds, to set some up if you don't have it, um, or to learn about them if you um, don't have any at all yet or don't even know what they are. So basically, sinking funds are used as part of your budgeting process, like to make sure that you're staying on track with your spending goals. So um, what they are is each week or month or however you do your budgeting, you take an amount um, for certain expenses and you put money aside for those expenses that don't occur like every week or every month. You know, depending on how you budget, if you have expenses that maybe happen once a month, but if you're budgeting weekly, you would need to account for those monthly expenses in your weekly budget. You also need to account for expenses that happen annually or semi-annually, however they occur, or things that just kind of come up that you don't really know when they're gonna happen. Um, an example of like a sinking fund is, I don't know if any of you remember, but I remember when I was a kid, um, and they might still do this, I honestly don't know, I just haven't seen it forever, but I remember they used to always have something called a Christmas club, I think it was called, at the banks, and it was basically like a little savings account that people would open up and they would deposit like say $100 a month or $50 a month or whatever, um, all year long. And then at the end of the, uh, not the end of the year, but when it got closer to Christmas, they would empty the account and they'd use that to buy their Christmas gifts. So that's basically what a sinking fund is like. Um, you know, and what's really great about sinking funds is that you get so much better control of your finances and staying on budget when you have money allocated each week for these things that don't happen each week or each month. Because um, if you don't put money aside for them, you might feel like you have some extra money for discretionary spending, and then you might buy something that you wouldn't have necessarily bought otherwise if you realized that you really needed to save that money for something else that was going to be coming in the future. So um, some examples of things you could set up sinking funds for are things like um, birthday gifts. Like um, what I do for my birthday gift sinking fund is I have a list in order of um, all my nieces and nephews' birthdays and like my family members that I buy birthday gifts for. And I have them um, listed in date order and then I have the amount that I spend on them and I list that out. And then I'll have like an other, like a miscellaneous, like um, I don't know, say sometimes at work you chip in for a gift or um, maybe occasionally you might go out to dinner for uh, like a parent's birthday or something like that. I think of all the birthday related costs that we have in the year and I list them out. And what I also like too about listing the birthdays and orders is as I'm doing my budget, I could look to see like who's coming up next and it reminds me to make sure I, I send that money out um, if, if it's like a check I'm sending or I buy them a gift or whatever. Um, so then I look to see like what's the annual amount that we're gonna spend on birthdays. And then um, I divide that by 52 because I do my budget weekly 
and then each week I set aside that amount of money for um, birthdays. So it's, it's when a birthday comes, I don't have to think like, oh my gosh, I don't have any money this week for this birthday. You know, it's gonna cause me to go over, where can I save? I don't have to worry about that because it's already part of my weekly budget. So um, that's what I do for birthdays. I also do um, for car maintenance. I just set aside a certain amount each week and that just accumulates and then when we need to get an oil change or there's like a repair or anything like that, it comes out of that money. Um, I also do one for pet food and supplies um, because same thing, like, you know, if all of a sudden one week you need like a big bag of dog food, a big bag of cat litter, um, maybe we have guinea pigs, like maybe shavings for the guinea pigs, they ran out of pellets, like it seems like those things all happen at once and then it can kill your whole weekly budget. But if each week you're putting aside an equivalent amount for what you spend on an annual basis, when those if you're if you're not buying it like for say maybe six weeks you went through and you didn't need to buy any pet supplies and then all of a sudden you run out of like everything at once well you've just saved up now for six weeks so it's not going to matter you're going to have that money set aside you can buy all of those four or five different items that you suddenly need and you don't have to take like a big hit to your budget that week and try and scramble and figure out how to make up the difference um, medical co-pays and prescriptions is a good one to save for um, you know that's happened to us before too where like all of a sudden in like one week three different family members have to go to the doctor and then you get hit with those co-pays or you know someone needs a prescription or whatever um, so that's a good one to save for too that one's a little bit harder because you don't always know exactly what you're gonna um, spend on medical I try and go a little more on the conservative side and save a little bit more than I think we're going to spend. That way, if we do get hit with something, um, there'll be enough money set aside for that. Uh, clothing is good. I don't, I really don't buy myself clothing that much. I mean, I kind of have what I need and once in a while I'll buy something, but my kids need clothing more often. Um, well, they don't really need it. They're teenagers. They're pretty much grown, but they, they like to get, you know, clothes, new clothes and things like that. So I have a sinking fund where I set aside a certain amount of money each week for their clothing budget and um, they're fully involved in that like they know how much I set aside each week for clothes and then they'll ask like oh how much is in my clothing budget like how you know how much have I accumulated um, and that's what they're allowed to spend so I don't I don't go over budget on spending clothes you know uh, money on them like if all of a sudden it's back to school time and um, you know, we don't go out and do like this big shopping spree and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, where am I getting this like $500 that I just spent on them uh, on clothes? Um, if they've saved up a lot throughout the year, they could do a bigger back to school shopping. Um, but usually what happens is they wind up spending, th that was originally the idea. I was saving money all throughout the year and then I thought, okay, when it's time for back to school, we'll be able to go, we have all this money set aside. But throughout the year, they wound up wanting things, um, you know, uh, this new sweatshirt or whatever. And um, I said, okay, well, if you spend that, though, you are going to have less to spend when it's time for back to school. And um, they were pretty much okay with that. Of course, they still always want more, but they understand, like, they ask me now, how much do I have in my clothing budget? And I say, this is how much you have saved up so far. Um, 
and they know that's what they're allowed to spend. So it works out really well um, like that. Uh, school supplies is another one. Um, I usually just set aside like a couple dollars each week for, throughout the year for school supplies. And then that way, when the time comes where we have to go out and buy new notebooks, pencils, pens, whatever they need for school, there's already money set aside. Because that used to be another thing that like when September would come, it would be the clothes, it'd be the school supplies. And then all of a sudden I'd think, oh my gosh, we're so over budget. Where is this money coming from? And it would really stress me out. So that, that's kind of how the sinking funds usually well, at least for me, that's how they've developed because I wasn't really fully aware of what all the things that I wanted to have sinking funds were for until they messed up my budget that week. And then I think, okay, what really hurt our budget this week? Okay, it was school supplies. I went out and spent $120 on school supplies this week and I only had, I don't know, whatever budgeted for miscellaneous spending and we already spent it on other stuff and then I spent school supplies and now we're totally over budget. So as those things happen, I create new sinking funds and then I address it. So now going forward, I'll always have money for school supplies. I'll always have money set aside for clothes, pet supplies. Um, another one that's good is like um, for any annual or semi-annual insurance payments you might have, you know, to say, okay, what's the annual amount? Because um, a lot of times you could save money by paying them in like um, a you know, paying them all up front rather than making a monthly payment. If you make a monthly payment, a lot of insurance companies um, will charge you like a fee on top of that, like a financing fee. Um, so if you want to be able to save that, instead of um, paying them monthly, just save up for it monthly. And then um, you'll always have the money ready when it comes time for that payment. So, I mean, you can go as crazy as you want or you could do it really simplified. I have gotten really pretty detailed, even to the point of where I save, I forget, I think it's maybe like $2 a week for my Amazon Prime subscription. Um, and I know a lot of people would think like, oh my gosh, really $2 a week? But when that $100 fee comes out, that can be a big hit to your budget in a week if you have a lot of other stuff going on. So yeah, I set aside $2 a week, but when the Amazon subscription renews, I'm like, okay, done, I had the money set aside, and I move on, and then I start saving the $2 a week again. Um, I don't necessarily think that most people are gonna do that level of detail. Um, it's just what I enjoy, like I like looking at every little thing and having like the money set aside for every little thing to be sure that we're not gonna get like these uh, unexpected hits at certain times. But um, you know, you can even kind of group those things. Like say if you know, okay, I'm gonna have an Amazon subscription once a year that's a hundred and something dollars. I have a Costco membership. Uh, maybe you have a BJ's membership, whatever. Maybe you have different, uh, like maybe you have like an XM radio or um, I think it's still XM or is it serious? I can't even remember. Is it serious? It's serious, I guess. Yeah, I think it's serious now. Maybe you have like a serious membership or um, something like that that renews periodically. Um, like ours is annual. I don't know, maybe some people's are monthly, whatever. But you could always just kind of add up all of those items and then just have like an annual amount and then divide that by your budgeting. How, if you budget weekly or monthly or whatever, you could just divide that out and then just save that amount out of each paycheck. And then regardless if it's, if it's the radio or if it's the... Uh, Costco fee or whatever you could pull from that um, pool of money. You don't have to get as detailed, but it's it's kind of fun for me. I like to have it all broken out. We also, oh, like another one we do is um, 
we have a third vehicle, um, a truck, and it's like a, I, we use it just for like camping and things like that. So it's not like our main vehicle. So it doesn't get gas put in every week, but then when it does need gas, it's expensive because it's a truck to fill it. So um, that can be a big hit to the budget too. So what I do for that is each week I just put aside a small amount for gas for the truck, whether we use it or not. And then that way, whenever we need to fill it, I'm like, okay, we have money set aside and we just fill it. We don't have to think or worry about it. It's not going to mess up our budget. So that's kind of what you want to think about. Like what things happen to you um, throughout the year that wind up killing your budget in a certain week because it's usually those types of things that are like not normal regular expenses um, and like car repairs and things like that those you don't know the exact amount but you just have to kind of do your best to estimate and even if you didn't get the estimate right it's still better to have something set aside than you know have nothing set aside even if you don't have enough to cover the full repair um, Hopefully, maybe you have some uh, savings that you've been um, including your in your budget if you're able to, um, and maybe you could pull from that. Um, but, I, oh, that's something I do with the sinking funds too. Like, say if I have a sinking fund for like um, family fun, I, like I do, I do one for like family fun because like sometimes the kids will want to go like apple picking or they want to go do, uh, go to the movies or whatever. Um, and I don't really like, I don't really budget for, those things specifically but I just kind of have like a family fun sinking fund and I put a little bit in it each week um, or sometimes if maybe we came in under budget for the week maybe I'll stick like an extra five or ten dollars in the family fund sinking fund or whatever but if an emergency comes up like a major car repair or anything like that any of those types of sinking funds that might be like for family fun or for the kids clothes if I had to like if they had plenty of clothes and I was like all right guys we need to really pull from somewhere here I will pull from those other sinking funds that are more um, like discretionary like family fund type things like that of course I'm not going to pull from the um, pet expense because the the expenses aren't going to go away the pets need to be fed they need the supplies whatever um, you know so I wouldn't pull from something like that because then that's just going to set me up for failure later on down the road. Um, but I pull from any ones that are like discretionary spending type sinking fund accounts and use that to help out um, cover an expense that happened that I didn't have enough saved for. If you know it was like an unexpected, like a major car repair or something like that. So, um, all right, let's see. So I already talked about how to calculate them. Um, so how do you, like, where do you want to hold your sinking funds? Like, where do you want to keep the money? So what I do is I actually just keep it as part of my checking account balance. And I just segregate like, okay, here's the balance, but this much money is set aside for the sinking fund. So it doesn't get spent. Like, it's like it's not even there. Um, and I have each sinking fund listed and how much is in it. But I understand that that won't work for some people because um, some people just would want to know that what's in the checking account can be spent. Like for me, I'm I'm really like um, disciplined in that way, and it doesn't even it, it's just it's just how I am. Like that's kind of the um, I'm really into like the budget and the checking, and like I'm like no, this is what we have. Um, but I know for some people, it would feel more comfortable to not even have that money in the checking and not be tempted to to think it's available to spend. Um, so you can put it in a savings account 
and then just pull the money back in when you need it. Um, some people will use online banks um, to set up, because a lot of the online banks you could set up like lots of multiple little savings accounts that have like no minimums and they don't have fees. So you can actually even do like several different sinking fund savings accounts to, um, you know, have like maybe you have like one for car repair, one for home repairs, one for medical expenses. Um, or if you just feel like you need to get it out of your checking account, but you don't want um, to have all those little mini accounts, you can always just have like one savings account where you deposit all your sinking fund money into, but then keep maybe like a spreadsheet in Excel, just kind of uh, maybe with columns to show you like, okay, I have $300 in this savings account, um, $50 of it's for this, $100 of it's for this, whatever, and then just kind of keep a spreadsheet showing the amounts and each time you make a deposit, you could put, um, you know, the amount in the appropriate column so that you could show this is the total savings and this is what it, the money's allocated for. So that's just one way, you know, you could um, you could do to, to keep track of the money and just kind of have it, make sure that it's set aside. Um, so that's kind of, that's pretty much it. I am definitely gonna bring this up periodically and just do a refresher on it because I think it's really important. I'm gonna do that with a lot of the financial topics that I covered because they're all worth re- thinking about periodically. That's kind of my whole motivation for starting this podcast actually was that I wanted to really share a lot of these things that um, I find really helpful with thinking about um, periodically to just kind of refresh myself and keep motivated and staying on track for our financial goals. So um, yeah, if you haven't tried sinking funds before and you find you're struggling with these expenses that occur um, irregularly, I would definitely recommend giving it a try. It is such a good feeling to have that money set aside, even for the simplest things. Like I said, like with the pet expenses, like, you know, um, I like to buy dog food, for example, in like a really big bag because um, it's less expensive that way. But if we were having like a rough week with other unexpected expenses that came up and then I'd be like, oh my gosh, I got, I, oh, we're running low on dog food. I need to spend like $50 to buy this bag of dog food or whatever. Um, it's stressful and then you're like oh my gosh now we're over even more and we had those other things happen um, when you have the money set aside you're just like oh we need dog food okay done it's there already like no thought no stress no change to the budget um, and just you know if it's something you want to try and it feels overwhelming with thinking of all these different things just maybe pick two categories like two pick two areas that um, you struggle with like try and think like what always messes up your budget is it like the periodic um, clothes for your kids is it um, car repairs is it like those unexpected medical expenses like what is it that always messes you up um, and and even if is it going out to dinner maybe you like to go out to dinner once in a while and you go out and then all of a sudden you're like oh great we went over budget this week well maybe set up a sinking fund to go out to dinner and you can only spend what's been saved up um, like we do that with Trader Joe's my kids like to go to Trader Joe's just to like randomly pick out some fun different things and snacks but it's not part of like my regular grocery shopping so what I'll do is if we come in under budget once in, uh, in a week or whatever I'll stick aside like ten dollars or five dollars or whatever and I'll kind of let it accumulate like I'll, I'll build it up and I'll they'll be like oh we should go to Trader Joe's and I'll be like oh good I have 40 bucks set aside we can go to Trader Joe's they, they could pick out a few things fun snacks or whatever and then it's nice because it's no no concern about the current week's budget. It's already been set aside for. It's like, it's just, 
it it like changed it changed the stress in the in my budget process by having this money put aside now I'm not saying that stressful things don't still come up that are unexpected because they do um, but it took away so much of that those unexpected expenses that are really expected I mean you know you're gonna have car repairs you know you're gonna need to buy pet supplies you know you're gonna need to buy clothes like there you know they're gonna happen you just don't know when they're gonna happen so if you weren't thinking they were gonna happen in this week and then all of a sudden they do happen in this week and then often many of them happen at the same time and then you're struggling to catch up uh, because you've already spent the money because you didn't weren't thinking that you were going to need it for these expenses coming up if you have it in your weekly budget already you're not going to spend it because you're going to be setting it aside for these things that are going to be coming in the future so anyway that's it on sinking funds i hope this was helpful for you um yeah i would i definitely just suggest giving it a try just pick one or two accounts and then build on it if you like it so um that's it uh, don't forget, if you'd like to reach out to me, uh, you can message me through Facebook Messenger. Um, if you just go to facebook.com slash Lola's Frugal Life, you can also um, join the private listeners group that we have. It's uh, Lola's Frugal, I'm sorry, it's Facebook, I do that every time. It's facebook.com slash groups slash Lola's Frugal Life, and um, you can submit a request to join. It's still fairly a small group, but we are growing. Um, we keep getting new members, you know, we not like a ton, but we have like a decent group forming, a lot of nice people, um, so I'd love to have you join. Uh, we'll, we, the plan is just to discuss topics similar to what's talked about on the show, finances, um, productivity, cleaning, all that kind of fun stuff, cooking. Um, so please join. Don't um, forget to subscribe if you like the show. And if you would like to leave a review, that would be much appreciated. I just got a new review. Someone wrote subscribed and um, they gave me another five-star review. So I was really excited. So thank you to whoever posted that review on iTunes. If you hear this, I really, really appreciated it. It's so exciting when I see a new review. I check every day. Um, I don't get them often just because I know it's not something that people typically always do. Um, but I have four or five star reviews now, so it was very excited to see the fourth. So thank you so much. And um, thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a really awesome day.